him gain another yard. You blitz all night! Well, that's right, everyone. This is Tim with Online Big Blue. Being the best of New York Giants Sports Talk Entertainment. We're going to blitz all night because the wink attack is going to be in effect. Training camp starts in two days. I should say the team report, the full team reports on Wednesday. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be something we've been looking forward to. But you know what? We need to do the training camp previews. And I figure I'd do two videos. I would do a video, one one on the offense, one on the defense. Tonight, of course, we are going to start on the defense because of the fact that, you know, we, 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 just, we, just, we just love our defense. We just love our defense because, you know, it's going to be the big attack. What's your assignment? Kill the quarterback. Hit the tight end so hard his girlfriend dies. Kill We're hoping the wink attack is just that. We're hoping the wink attack is going to be more 2020, 2020, 2018, 2019. We hope that's what the wink attack system is going to be. Uh, we're hoping it's not going to be the 2021 Baltimore Ravens where everyone got hurt in the secondary. And well, you know what? The whole thing just fell apart. If you take a look at this defense, you have to look at it from a situation of status you have to look at it of what we have in regards to building the three four attacking style defense that the winker the winker the wink attack likes to run now if the first thing you need to do is you got to look at the defensive line you got to look at the position the, the anchor of this defense the 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 person that is going to potentially carry this defense in regards to opening up certain opportunities for other players is going to be what they were going to be first to as the nose tackle is going to be the guy in the middle. It's going to be the Jim Burt. It's going to be the Eric Howard. It's going to be that massive presence that is going to sit there and turn the league on the year. You know, hold on, you know, you know, man the gaps, hold on to the double teams, open up the edge for our, not only that, our defensive edge, our defensive ends and our linebackers, our outside linebackers. And that's probably going to end up being, if you take a look at the roster, you figure the, the you're going to look at Dexter Lawrence potentially as a starter in that position. Am I overly confident with Dexter Lawrence in that position? No. At 342 pounds, 6'4", he does have the body, he does have the frame to be the plugger, to be the Dalvin Tomlinson-esque. But he hasn't been that way through his career. Dexter does things well, but he does nothing great. He can pass rush at times. He can move the pile at times. He can be a stationary wall at times, but he never does anything Great. He's a good player, not a great player. Glad we picked up the fifth-year option on him because you know what? It's good to see him around at least for one more season to see if he can't build into something. But you know what? We're, we're going to have to take a look, close look at that defensive nose tackle position. To me, DJ Davidson right now, you know what? He played more of that role over at Arizona State, coming in at 24 years old, 6'3", 327 pounds. I think he could be that plugger. I think he could be that two-down guy that's going to allow you to have that middle of the middle of the line with the center manhandled a little bit, you know, potentially falling into the double teams. Kind of like I said, what Dalvin Tomlinson did. You got Dave, you got the venerable David Moa. I don't see him being playing that well into that role. You got, uh, who, who do we also pick up? We picked up, um, I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. You have the likes of course of uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Ellis, farmer, Baltimore Raven as well. Who's a who's familiar with the wink system? Uh, another guy that can fill that role: six two, six two, three hundred thirty four pounds in his nice ninth year in Louisville Tech. But like I said, we don't have that. We don't have that true plug and play D three four defensive end. We don't. But you know what? You got to work with what you got, and I think that's going to be that's going to be the 
I would say the competition in camp. I'm also interested to see what Christopher Hinton can do. The, uh, the undrafted free agent out of Michigan, six, four, 310 pounds. You know, he kind of got stuck behind Aiden Hutchinson and others. Uh, he was a five-star recruit coming out of co- high, excuse me, coming out of high school. So I'd be curious to see what he can do as well. But like I said, there's going to be a stout competition. I believe between probably, I would say between Ellis, Dexter Lawrence, uh, DJ Davidson, and potentially even Christopher Hinton. But it's going to be interesting to see. If we can jump over to the defensive end positions, who's going to be our Leonard Marshall? Who's going to be our George Malton? Who is going to be that guy that's going to be clooping around the outside, getting the big sacks when needed? And again, that's that's going to be that's going to be open for questions. You're gonna if you really look at it, the only true defensive end, I'm gonna say true defensive end that we have on this roster. You got to figure. You got to look. Be you got to look between uh, Jalen Holmes and what's name and Ward. I would say they would be the only players that I would say are true defensive ends. Leonard Williams is not a defensive end. For as much as Leonard Williams is getting paid as a defensive end, he is not a defensive end. He is a guy, and we all know what he is. King of the almost sack. He reverted back to that last year because of the fact that the secondary didn't hold up like it's supposed to. He's going to give you some pressure. He's going to give you some timing. But this is also a guy that has more assists and solo tackles playing in that interior line. So who's going to be the big pass rusher? Who's going to be the guy that's going to be who is going to not only is the, the problem with this system as well with the wink attack is the defensive end also needs to hold the edge on the run. We can't have what it, we can't have what we had last year. Last year, off tackle left, off tackle right, off tackle left, run up the gut, over the top. We can't have that, and we're going to potentially have rookie linebackers playing there, playing outside there. So we have, you know, it's going. I have to be, you know, maybe someone like Ryder, Ryder Anderson. You know, the rookie out of Indiana, 6'6", 276 pounds. Maybe Smith is going to come around and do something, but he's probably even potentially going to be listed more as a linebacker. Uh, but they're going to be quasi-linebacker slash ends. But if you're looking at a true run-stopping edges, guys that can also go and, you know, upfield and get to the quarterback, you got you got you got you got to hope it's not going to be the likes of people like, you know, Nico. I love Nico. And you hope it's not going to be Leonard Williams. In some ways, you hope that... Uh, Hope that Kayvon Thibodeau can slide into a quasi defensive end slash linebacker position, but I think he's going to be more suited to play the linebacker. So the front, the front three, there are a lot of question marks. There, there are no, there are no gimmies on this, on this front, on this defensive line unit. There really is not. Everyone's going to say, well, everyone's going to say, well, Leonard Williams. Well, Leonard Williams was something for five years, one thing for one year, and went back to what he was next year. He's not that guy. He's not Aaron Donald. He's not going to rule the day. He's not going to rule the middle. He's a good player to an okay player that is the, that is hope you know hopefully is not the best defensive player we have on this team because then we'd be in a little bit more trouble than I think. Now, if we look at the linebacker positions, if we go to the outside, the competition is probably going to be, you're going to have a lot of competition. You got, you got Smith, you got Aziz Ojolari going in there. You got Kayvon Timido, you got Quincy Roche. I mean, I think if we take a look at the outside linebackers and call them quasi-defensive end outside linebackers, you're not looking at a terrible unit. The problem is you have a lot of rookies. You have a lot of second-year players. You also have the likes of Ward, who will probably also, be, like I said, go slide into the defensive, uh, excuse me, the linebacker position. You have the venerable O'Shane, can you see? If O'Shane does not make it this year, going into year four out of Old Dominion, we got some problems. But you know what? We have a nice collection of outside guys. We really do. We have a nice collection. 
But the question is, are they going to amount to something? Are they going to turn the corner? Um, I think like someone like Carter Coughlin is going to get the opportunity, but I think he's going to play more on the inside. I think you got Darren Beavers is also going to be an inside guy. And I think the same thing is going to be said against, um, what's his name, McFadden as well. But like I said, with the if you're taking the likes of looking at the fact that you got Kayvon Thibodeau, Quincy Roche, and then you have Tay Crowder and Carter Coffin playing on the outside linebacker positions, you're not that bad off. You're not bad off at all. Now the big problem is going to be I'm not sorry, uh, Tay Crowder not playing on the outside. I'm saying the Smith and Izzy Ardillari on the one outside position. You got uh, on the other side outside position. You got Kayvon Thibodeau and Quincy Roche. Now the big issue I'm looking at is going to be the middle linebackers. The middle linebackers, you were either going to have the experience of Blake Martinez coming off the ACL. You're going to have an undersized Tay. Crowder as your starters, not filled with confidence. You got Tim McFadden, like I said, and Carter Coughlin probably going to be backing them up. Again, you got a second, a third year player in Carter Coughlin who kind of disappeared from this team. And then you have the likes of. <sighs> You got the likes of, like I said, you, you, I mean, you got McFadden, maybe you got Beavers. You got to see what camp, what the camp holds for us for some of these guys. That's what we need to really look at. And that's what we really need to be curious about. You have to hope that somebody steps up. And like I said, it's going to be an interesting positional value on the outside, excuse me, the outside and inside linebacker position. But I do think we have the talent to fulfill some of those and some of those needs. The biggest issue we're going to run into, two of the biggest issues we're going to run into is the secondary, which is of a high importance of the wink attack because of the fact that if you do not have uh, corners that are going to lock down, Winker at one point, one point in time had two Pro Bowl corners, a great safety. I'm not seeing it. You got to be concerned with the Dory Jackson coming in and being your CB one. He, uh, when he was a CB one in Tennessee, he, he had up and I was, we'll say he was up and down at best. So you're, you're going to have him as your one man. You're going to then look at either Aaron Robinson or Darius Williams, probably filling in that second position. You don't, you can't have high confidence. You have to have high, you have to have some confidence, but I cannot say it's going to be high confidence that either one of those players is going to step up. Because you're asking a lot for these two second-year players who barely played last year to come in and fully man that position. Somewhere around there, you're going to get backed up by Cordell Flott. And again, you're asking a lot for a rookie to come in here and really hold hold on to that position as well. It's not going to be it's going to be a Herculean task at times for some of these guys to do some of these things. But you have to hope they're going to be able to. You also have Darnay Holmes who's probably going to fall more into you know you know. He's probably going to play more onto the inside. I, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, the secondary is going to be interesting. The secondary, I'm not going to say is going to be the weakest point in this team, but you got to look at it in realism. It, 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 there's a lot of question marks on top of question marks when you're looking at the CB2 position, when you're looking at playing on the inside. Yeah, I mean, you, what, you, you got Darren Evans, you got the kid we just picked up, you got Dorsey. You got a, you got a, a large collection of bodies. You got the kid from Philadelphia. We got, you got a large collection of bodies coming. You got Jaron Williams still. There's just a large collection of bodies. And you have to hope that somewhere in that large collection of bodies, we can find a CB2. My biggest concern will also always be in the strong safety position. You're probably going to look at early in the season, Julian Love starting. Julian Love, and most people forget, got benched last year and didn't come back until via injuries, and then he played the slot corner. Uh, I mean, it's what do you have? and What do you really have in the safety position outside of Xavier McKinney? You're going to maybe move Jaron Williams over there? You got, I know people keep talking about Yusef Corker, but can you really rely on an undrafted free agent? 
who has limited coverage skills to be that in the box safety is going to have to cover the tight end running back at time. I know people are going to also mention Dane Belton, but again, you're going to, you're going to rely on a six, one, 205 pound safety was a little, in my mind is a little bit, I, I, I just think he's slow off the ball, but you know, you have to wait and see what's going to happen. We got to, what do you have a uh, Trenton Thompson as well in there? You also got Henry black. I mean, if you look at it again, this the that strong safety position is 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 an open battle, and you have to hope that somebody steps up. There's a lot of positions on this defense you have to help hope that somebody steps up, steps up and steps in. And I'm thinking, you know what? You have to have confidence. You have to have faith. And there's Tim with all of his optimism again that the Wink knows what he's doing, that he has the right people and positional coaches that can help these guys grow and maturate into these roles. You really hope that it's going to head that way. And I have, like I said, I am giving this team a pass. I've said it a million times. I think if we get four wins, as long as we show improvement, I'm happy. But the problem is we need to find a way to make this collection of talent into a team. And honestly, that's what we have right now. We have a lot of, we have a, we have a collection of individual, individual talent that we need to mold into a unit. And I think that's what we're going to have to find. That's what we're going to have to see how that works out. Uh, we're going to have another video again on Tuesday talking about the offense. we got training camp coming on Wednesday. We'll probably do a live stream after the camp with the Dharma. Who knows yet? And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue. We're bringing the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you can like, if you subscribe, if you ring that button, it means that'd be awesome.